I definitely would recommend keeping it simple. We've tried some super intricate offers in the past that seem really great. It's probably the best of the offers, but it's complicated and people have to go through a flow to choose products and stuff like that. And that tends to drop conversion rate. Simplicity is relatively key, but also trying to be a little bit different than everybody else. Most people are going to go, you know, 50% off or whatever it is. One thing that we find works pretty well and is actually really good for continuing sales past Black Friday, Cyber Monday is doing a cash back or gift card for your brand. Spend over $300 and get $50 cash for this brand or whatever it is. You can set an end date on it. You have to spend it by January 1st or whatever it is. And then you can drive another purchase just by doing that. Did you know that the subscription market is predicted to grow to over $2.6 trillion by 2028? As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth for over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, merchants who use Recharge are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. So turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscriptions payment solution trusted by over 50 million consumers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash DTC. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler. I'm Eric and I'm here with Cam, Nate and Jacob from the Pilot House Paid Social team. Uh, Pilot House is planning a series of full company webinars on how our whole team can really maximize Q4 this year being what's going to be the biggest Q4 of all time, surely. And today we wanted to start a little bit with something we talk about all the time, which is sort of building lists for uh, the eventual harvest of Q4, list building, gathering that first party data so that you can best put it to work for you. Is there anything from a high level to start with? Like, why do brands need to be thinking about Q4 in terms of list building? One major factor is cost of advertising in Q4. It obviously goes up. So if you can build lists now, get people off platform and then convert them for free later. That's obviously a huge win rather than trying to spend a bunch more money in Q4 to try to acquire those those people. So yeah, I mean if you've if you've been doing it all year, you should have a a pretty healthy chunk of people that you don't have to pay to get in Q4. I want to talk about the most effective ways to build lists, but I first I wanted to start with like what's one thing from the review of last year that didn't work super well for building lists for Q4? I feel like I've said this on podcasts before, but uh, running lead gen campaigns, optimizing towards leads, or even using uh, lead campaigns on Facebook, we've never really seen a ton of success with when it comes to actual like e-com products. It's a lead gen product and, and you don't actually need somebody to convert you know, by paying, then they can work pretty well. But when, it, when it's actually you're trying to get you know, a $100, $200 purchase down the road, we find that optimizing towards those leads doesn't actually really drive much value. And last year we had, we always split test the two or we tend to split test the two. And so we had lots of campaigns that ran gathering a bunch of leads. And obviously the, the CPL is way cheaper. You know, we're getting leads for a buck, two bucks here and there, but they, they just don't tend to convert at all, even when we throw big offers at them. So I always recommend optimizing towards your final event, which in most cases is going to be purchase. Leads will come in a lot more expensive, but they convert a lot better. So it tends to, to outweigh. 
And you don't want to be too general either, you were saying earlier. Like you don't want to just say, hey, sign up for my list for Q4. Um, you know, sign up for my list for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We're going to email you and you can buy any product. Like if you just go with that very general approach, it probably waters down the quality. Um, what, what would we do in like, maybe speak to that? And then what would you do instead of that? Yeah, I think it's really important to try to be as specific as possible and actually provide value for somebody signing up to a list. We see a lot of brands just say, hey, sign up to get early access or I mean, at least that's something or sign up just to to get first access to the, the deals that are going to come down for Black Friday, Cyber Monday um, and what tends to end up happening. Sometimes that'll work. It depends on the product and the brand and, and the consumer. But what tends to happen a lot of the time is that you get a bunch of tire kickers who sign up to a thousand different lists to shop deals and then they may not actually even end up purchasing anything. Um, so what we like to do is actually provide additional extra value to, to really get the people that are signing up to be thinking about the product and the offer that they're going to be getting. So offering an additional discount or a free gift with purchase if they sign up to the list or actually giving them the deals a week before anybody else gets access on a separate page away from your site. Things like that you can do to, to improve the quality, obviously running purchase event and then doing things like product drops. Uh, we tend to we tend to do that a lot. We do it throughout the year, not even just in Q4. So if you have a product or a brand that's able to do product drops and you can do it consistently and not even just in Q4, ideally you're doing it through the whole year every couple months or so, build hype campaigns around those product launches, run purchase objective lead campaigns, generate a bunch of leads and get emails to purchase that product. Obviously you'll make revenue when you actually launch the products, but then when Q4 comes around, you've got this massively valuable list of people that have actually signed up for a list just to get access to a product, not even an offer. Um, and what we tend to see there is those lists that we've built that didn't even ever mention Q4 or Black Friday, just product launches, are super valuable because those people came and were just interested in the product, not even the offer. They signed up actually just to get a full priced product. And so they tend to be a lot more valuable and they convert a lot better. And then uh, another thing that we tend to do a lot, and we, we see pretty high value in this too, is get influencers to push our list building campaigns. So heading into Q4, we'll have a bunch of influencers for a brand uh, post and you know we'll boost those posts or we'll run dark posts or white lists and get them to talk about, you know, how good the offers are going to be or how good the products are going to be when the time comes in Q4, you know, you need to sign up, you know, I was a part of this launch last year and they sold out in the first week or whatever it is and get a bunch of third party people to post that and that tends to to work pretty well too. Very cool. I've just heard in the space people talking about whitelisting again and again. I think it was Cody Plofker from Jones Road Beauty was just talking about how again and again they're seeing that these whitelisted campaigns with influencers are the ones that are doing best. Nate, does that hold true for the lead generation uh, side as well? Yeah, whitelisting, dark posting. Um, whitelisting, obviously, you have the benefit of getting the audience of the creator directly engaged because it's actually posted on the feed. That can build confidence for sure. Uh, but dark posting, you have the advantage of building your own ad. And so you can write the copy, you can make the creative, et cetera. So you have a little more flexibility. So I think a combination of both is definitely the way to go. And then Jacob, another tactic we like to use for list building is running contests. And you recently did a little presentation for the team around that. What were what were the key learnings that, that you sort of generated around running contests to generate leads for Q4? Yeah, I mean, similar thing Nate's saying there is like just making sure you're actually providing value to these lists you're building. So, I mean, one easy way to do that for you and the, the client is a giveaway. Uh, 
So, you know, whether it's literally just the, the full kit of your product um, or a partner brand that you're, you're teamed up with, you host the giveaway. And it, again, it's great to do these every month as well. Um, optically, it looks great for your company. It's building up lists, but then it's also building that interest in what you are giving away. Um, you know, obviously the people want that product. They're taking five seconds out of their data to, to click the ad to sign up. Um, so you're building that interest. And then when they don't win the giveaway, uh, you know, cause you're only giving away one or two or whatever it is, they're, they're being nurtured through your email. You're releasing mini sales to them, but then again, you're also retargeting them through your ads in Q4 and you don't have to compete as much with other advertisers for that audience because you have their first party data. And, uh, yeah, again, they're interested in your product. They're like, oh, this is that thing I, I entered the giveaway for a month ago. I didn't win. Now it's on for 30% off. Maybe now I'll just, you know, now's the time to buy. And we've seen that work pretty well. Uh, it can be hit or miss for sure, but typically people sign up for those, those fairly cheap. It's just making sure the intent is still there and you're, you're targeting the right audience and everything. And if you can manage it, I imagine combining it with Nate's idea of the product launch will make it even more successful. You can do a whole kit of all your products, but if you can build contests around specific objects of desire, specific products, you're probably going to have better conversion results when you reach people to say, hey, you didn't win this one model, but here's your opportunity to buy it at a discount. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Tying it to releases as well as even influencers, like influencer giveaways. Um, it's just giving that value, even if, if they don't win, it's that perceived value of the chance to win. Um, so yeah, you give and then you take back with <laughs> the retargeting side. One other thing I, I would mention as well is just when you're building all these lists, it's, it's really important to not just leave them stale. Um, you don't want to just build a list of you know 20,000 people and then not email them until Black Friday and then you send them a big, a big discount. Uh, it's important to, to keep communication up and try to keep them engaged over that time period so they don't forget about you but you also don't want to just be hard selling them the entire time like i wouldn't recommend just giving them 30 percent off 30 percent off whatever you know emails and offers you're sending to everybody else throughout the entire time up until q4 uh, try to provide some content and, and keep them engaged without you know hard selling too much D2C marketers, let's get real. How many hours have you wasted searching for brand influencers only to come up empty-handed? It's time to stop spending time searching, scrolling, and haggling with influencers and start using creator marketing with Hashtag Paid. With Hashtag Paid, you can find your perfect creator match for your brand in less than 10 minutes every time. Getting started is easy. Just select your audience and campaign objectives, pick from a short list of creators, and hit run. It's just that easy. There's a reason why Hashtag Paid is the number one rated influencer marketing platform for D2C brands. And as a D2C podcast listener, you can even get up to $500 in account credit until September 30th for your first campaign. Just go to go.hashtagpaid.com slash DTCpod to get started. Jacob, you also had a point about VIP early access sign up for Black Friday Cyber Money. What are you advising uh, in that area? Yeah, um, so I mean... Typically, September, sort of start of October is when you'd launch something like that. It's a simple page, hero image, um, Black Friday VIP, early access, you know, get our deals a couple days early, secure your, your stock, um, and a simple email submit. Uh, and like Nate was saying, typically those do better if you're optimizing to purchase events on the front end rather than just leads because you're still bringing in those people that are likely to purchase. Um, 
So you build up that list. People, you know, sign up just because they they're <laughs> signing up and they like deals. You nurture them. You you send them many deals. You give value. When Black Friday hits, you actually launch the deal like two three days early to that list specifically, and it's kind of like a twofold win because you might get some sales out of that list, but you also can use it for lookalike. Uh, audiences as well as retargeting. But then the other part is that um, you can essentially test your Black Friday sale like two days early. So you're you're testing language, headlines, and you're just sending it to that list, basically. And you're actually starting to see what ads are working a little bit ideally. And then when Black Friday launches two days later, you're a little bit ahead of the curve. So that's just the, the other benefit of a, a Black Friday VIP sale. Um, you, you frame it around like secure your stock, you know, get this, the sale before the, the madness starts. Yeah, typically maybe it's like the same deal uh, as Black Friday if you're only sending that, it to that list. If you're doing like a, a site-wide early access sale, you would want like a, a lesser version of your, your main Black Friday sale. But for that list specifically, it's just nice to test some, some language on them beforehand as well. And you beat the traffic. You know, with these people's inbox is just going to be absolutely slammed during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So if you can get a little jump, you're probably just going to get a little bit more attention, uh, especially with all the language around exclusivity. For sure. Yeah, totally. Um, just when it comes to actually uh, t- targeting, like targeting on paid social platforms for building these lists, what advice do you guys have around how to actually target your ads in order to build these lists? I mean, I guess like... You're still sort of targeting your environment. Like, um, you know, you're going to have your like open audiences prospecting, you know, feeding new people into to the funnel on the retargeting side. Like typically it might be better to exclude past purchasers, things like that. You know, if they're already being nurtured through email, um, it's, you know, you want to spend that money elsewhere, like feeding your funnel at this point, you know, building up to Q4 probably. So targeting, like think very top of funnel right now, prospecting new audiences, you know, new interests, new lookalikes, open audiences, broad audiences, and just get them into your, into your pool right now while you can because CPMs, like the cost for delivery is obviously going to keep going up week over week. Big advertisers are stepping in week over week. So keep targeting fairly broad, I'd say, but make sure you're optimizing to like down funnel events like purchases. And I think typically that's how we'd approach it. Nice. And then when it comes to actually running these campaigns, list building, what are the biggest indicators or signals that you're looking for when testing these offers when you in the big buildup to Black Friday, Cyber Monday? I, I mean, it seems obvious, but the first one would just be profitability of the offer. Which one's going to be the most profitable? And that, that means looking beyond just like the CPA. It's like, okay, you have a good CPA, but how much did you shave off the, the price and is it more profitable than the other offer? Um, so, I mean, from a high level, that's that's really what you want to look for. Anything else there, Jacob? Yeah, like the return of the offer. Um, like, you know, click click rates might be really good on one offer. It sounds appealing, but then the conversion rate in the actual cart sucks. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the day, still looking at that return, like on the spend. Um and yeah, it is definitely good to test like different structures as well. So, you know, Labor Day sale, maybe you're doing like a 15% off site wide, you know, error how that did. And then maybe you, you learn from that, you tweak the offer in October a bit, you know, learn how that did. And you're, you're using these learnings for Black Friday as well, similar to how you're using the list for Black Friday. Um, 
So it's good to start thinking about that. But yeah, in terms of like gauging how they do, it's it's usually like return. General question. I don't know if there's anything here, but is there is there any advice that you guys would give brands around like diluting your deals? Like if you're hitting lists and building lists and you're constantly delivering 20% off, like whatever it may be, have you guys, is there any learnings from past that you would recommend people like stay away from in terms of testing offers? One thing is I, I definitely would recommend keeping it simple. We've definitely tried some super intricate offers in the past that seem really great. And it's probably the best, the best of the offers, but it's complicated and people have to go through a flow to, you know, choose products and stuff like that. And that tends to drop conversion rate. So I think simplicity is relatively key, but also trying to be a little bit different than everybody else. Most people are going to go, you know, 50% off or 30% off or whatever it is. So maybe offer a free gift. One thing that we, we find works pretty well and is actually really good for continuing sales past Black Friday, Cyber Monday is doing like a cash back or gift card for your brand when somebody buys. So, you know, spend over $300 and get $50 uh, cash for this brand or whatever it is doing stuff like that. Then, you know, you can set an end date on it. You have to spend it by January 1st or whatever it is. And then you can drive another purchase just by doing that. I like that. And you know, this, this Q4, there are some different factors in the economy. Uh, cheese now costs $12, uh, a few, few other things kind of going on. Um, and so I think it's important, like how much are we going to, obviously we'll, you will use what worked last year as a base, but how much more are we looking to tweak it from last year? Are, are, do you think advertisers are going to have to get more aggressive with their offers than they have in previous years, given the market conditions? Or are you kind of just going to go in with, with what was working last year? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I think it definitely can vary. Like some brands will have offers that were too aggressive last year. Um, I, it does come down to like buying intent as well and the overall industry um obviously sort of different this year with like covid's just not around as much in terms of like in people's minds when they're buying things Uh, so certain products are going to see a big jump from that and those are the products that probably you know could afford maybe giving away a little less of a deal (laughs) um but some of those products that maybe you know aren't as appealing um in terms of just like off season or whatever it might be, they, they might have to get a little aggressive for sure. There's definitely a lot of different ways to approach looking at that, I guess. And this might be a little bit off topic, but I, I think one good tip as well is going into Q4 when you're choosing the products that you're going to have on sale that you're going to push really hard, look at things like return rates because you want to make sure like you can afford to discount a product that doesn't get returned as much a little bit more. So things like that, dive into all that kind of stuff and just make sure that you're, you're pushing the right products, not just the ones that sell the most often. Very cool. Uh, and so you guys represent paid social at this point. You know, I know we used to have big, big lines kind of drawn between things like TikTok and Facebook, Meta. But how are you guys thinking about ad types at this point? Like what, what, what were the ad types that maybe worked best last year? Where, where are we going to be investing the most heavily on the DTC side right now? Reels is just absolutely crushing for us uh, from a lead generation perspective. What, what are you guys seeing on the, on the traffic type side of things? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing like the last few weeks here, it definitely seems to be picking back up like across the board. Um, Reels definitely performing pretty well. I think a like, 80% 80% of our campaigns are leaning even more towards uh, like influencer work now recently. Pretty much every account that comes in, we're, we're pushing for them to get creators on board, get some scrappier UGC, get some people advocating for your brand. 
basically just like, yeah, making it, you know, throwing your brand out there. But in terms of like raw ROAS at the end of the day, uh, like we're still seeing purchase campaigns, you know, cross meta perform best purchase optimized campaigns, which are like automatic placements. So some real, some feed, (laughs) um, bit of everywhere. But I think the key is that you just like, constantly do need to be testing some uh, some other like styles right now and list building things like that not just sort of running status quo on the the purchase campaigns because those are going to like fizzle out pretty quick otherwise in the next month or two here this one would be a good one to like elaborate on in our creative follow-up yeah let's 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 lay that let's set the table a little bit like let's uh, you, you told me in the in the little preamble um how you know how you guys are structuring these kind of learning sessions that you're going to be doing for the pilot house team that we're going to be listening in on here on the podcast what can people expect over the, the next uh several weeks in this run-up to to black friday cyber money from this crew on the all killer no filler podcast yeah so leading up to q4 we always like to do a bunch of sessions with the team just First one, we tend to dive on, dive into what we did last year, what worked, what didn't, you know, try to pick things from last year that we want to do this year again and pick things to avoid. Uh, and then we'll do a few more sessions diving deep into things like offer, creative campaign structure, buying strategies, et cetera, just to get everybody primed and ready and with the best strategies in hand to head into Q4. So we should be able to pull a bunch of that stuff, bring it onto the podcast and provide a, a bunch of value for the listeners. That's so cool. I I had a few people reach out to me last year when we did a bunch of Q4 prep podcasts, just saying how awesome it was to, you know, just have another sounding board uh, for, for you know what you can do, kind of going to Q4. It's the most important quarter of of all of our businesses, um, and so I'm really excited to kind of keep connected with you guys, and then also work with our Google team, our Amazon team, our email team, and really kind of provide the listeners uh, a bit of a, a checklist of all the different things that you can kind of be building in real time as we approach everyone's favorite quarter. I hear there's something, if we if we really crush Q4 this year, it's possible that CEO Dave Steele might be even getting a tattoo. Is that true? Yeah, there's some some crazy stuff going around here. <laughs> <laughs> Q4. It's in writing, so it must be real. That's right. <laughs> Just Q4. That's the tattoo. I think it's Q4 it's is Q4. life, I believe. Yeah. Q4. Yeah. There may Q4 be a Q4 is life. is life. So if you see any of our ads in the wild, make sure you go click and buy because you know on the other side of it, a uh, our CEO is going to be getting a tattoo. I don't know where he's going to get it. Uh, not on the neck, I don't think. It'll be somewhere somewhere discreet. Lower lower back, I'm hoping. Lower back. <laughs> 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 Oh my goodness. Guys, thanks for coming on All Killer No Filler. I really look forward to reconnecting with you in the coming weeks to uh, help our audience prepare. Yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's All Killer No Filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.